Hello, and welcome to Gravel Nits, a place to chat and have a few sips. Today is December 13th, 2021. Thanks for listening. I'm Caitlin, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm Kelsey, and my pronouns are also she, her, and hers. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I, for some reason, was like, wait, but you should be saying Kelsey, and no, you you should actually be saying Caitlin. Nice. We've <laughs> got an interesting setup today, so it's, it's kind of uh, challenging us in a whole new way. <laughs> we are trying to figure out new places, seeing what works, you know? Mm-hmm. Might as well give the bedroom a try, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Coming to you from the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, so tonight, um, I went on a hunt to try to find some Christmas-themed beers, and I came back with neither. None of that. So we're going back to our classic favorites of IPAs. And we're going to start with uh, Sweetwater Brewing Company, 420 Strain. That's why it's going to be funky. G13 IPA. We took an already dank IPA and married its hops with strain-specific terpness and natural hemp-type flavor. The result is an aromic, super hybrid, sticky IPA that's ready to rip. 6% APB. According to Untapped... It is first and foremost a phenomenally delicious and drinkable beer with the added bonus of an olfactory experience that mimics the legendary G13 cannabis strain. Agreed. This is pretty dank. It's definitely dank. As we like to say, funky. Fresh. It has a good grassy, dank tastiness to it. I do like it. And it like it still sits on your tongue, but not in the way that is it like some beers can. Right. It doesn't leave that like feeling on there. It's definitely, definitely drinkable. And it's kind of a fun looking can. It's got uh, fish bones. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what kind of fish that is. I could not tell you. It's not a shark. No, it's not a shark. <laughs> but all their cans are really cool. They are. I think my favorite is the one with the boar on it. But I've only tried probably three or four of their beers at this point. But I'm into it. <laughs> I'm definitely into that one. I like it a lot. So now that we have drinks, how are you, Kelsey? I'm pretty good. A little sore. Went on a, a fat biking excursion over the weekend, uh, and, and it was awesome. <laughs> we had 80-ish people turn out for Intergalactic Fat Bike Day. Fun. Yeah. It was partially on trails. It was partially on a hobo trail. Like They call it the hobo trail. It's a old railroad bed. Oh, neat. And then you can follow that down to the next town. So from Ankeny to Des Moines, essentially. And then um, hit up some alleys and some paved roads and some levees in Des Moines. And and then stopped for lunch and some beers. And we actually had a couple couple beer stops along the way that were kind of fun. I found a new park that I'd never been to before that has a beautiful trail. Oh, cool. It was really cool, especially because it had just snowed just a little bit overnight. And by the time that we got to that park, there was still some of the snow on the ground. Cool. It was fun. It melted at our house in seconds, I swear. Once the sun was out, it, yeah. it definitely went away quickly. So not a lot of fat bike snow yet, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's trying for us. We're getting there, although we're having fifth summer coming up on Wednesday. It's supposed to be like 73. I'm like excited, but we're driving the whole day, so. Oh, that's right. You guys should at least stay ahead of this storm. That's true. At least we got that going for us. However, on the other hand, my husband was thinking of going for a bike ride that day. (laughs) I did tell him I would pick him up wherever the wind blew him, so. (laughs) Literally. I like it. We do that every once in a while. Like, we know there will be a good tailwind to somewhere, and he has the day off or something, and he can just take that tailwind and ride it for a while until wherever it takes him. That's pretty fun. How about you, Caitlin? I don't know. We've been... Let's see, we did 
two work holiday parties last weekend and then got some Christmas shopping done and so I was a little peopled out by the end of the weekend so it happens yeah on Sunday afternoon I actually got to knit during the day for a little bit because my very kind husband wrapped a bunch of the presents (laughs) and our son took like a two-hour nap so it was really nice you're like, yes, yeah. I get a little downtime. Yeah, just a little little time to let the let me chill out. It's kind of necessary, especially right now. Mm-hmm. I know that you're about to head off into uh, Christmas weekend, so. Yeah, it sounds like it's a very filled weekend. So it should be fun, but it's also just a lot. <laughs> you'll be all right, man. You'll take knitting and. Oh, yes. You'll still be able to reach me by text. (laughs) That's true. I will probably, like usual, text you constantly. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. But overall, good. Should we do a little update on the pigskin party? Sure can. I haven't done anything to update my score. (laughs) That's okay. My team's been killing it, though. They're at 16,760. That's nice. How about you? Um... I think I actually did enter something in recently. Nice. I finished my brother-in-law's Musselboro hat. Yay. Yeah. So I have a finished thing, and we can talk about it more in a little bit, but that counted for points, so that was exciting. I don't think I really had anything else for the pigskin party for this last week. I'm going to have... Oh, I take that back. I finally entered in this points for the headbands i had finished as well oh okay cool so i entered in three things i knew there was more than one and i haven't entered anything else but i do i am working on this month's interception which is for a koozie of some kind or a cozy of some kind too pretty interchangeable as far as they're concerned on that i have one thing going but i'm also considering doing something else uh, a um, kleenex box cozy <laughs> found a pattern that looks like a sofa sitting on a Kleenex box. Like, really tempted to make it. <laughs> it's real cute. It is really and cute. And it's like a classic sofa. Yes. It's like the kind of sofa your grandma would have, mm-hmm. including the throw pillows. Yeah. I wish I... I'll have to... I'll look it up and make sure it's in the notes, but I'm excited to make that. And it's in crochet. It's pretty fun. I'm going to write that right now. Crochet couch... I went the wrong direction, but... <laughs> That's oh, okay. And I almost felt crotch. Let's try couch. I would have known what you meant by couch. <laughs> sure, you speak Caitlin. I do. Um, Someone has to. Yeah. think uh, also, check out our Patreon, guys. We're there. Our chat's been real chatty. We've been having fun with that. Talking about anything. Um, so yeah, just check us out. It's uh, www.patreon.com slash gravelnits. We appreciate your support of any kind. Even if you can't be um, monetary supporter, we love hearing you, having you listen to our show, and it's super appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much. We're having a lot of fun. It wouldn't be possible without listeners, so. Exactly. (laughs) All right. What have you been listening to, Caitlin? Keynote it! Yay! <laughs> I've been wanting to put her on here forever, but there's just I've been trying to get all the like the new podcasts and be up to date. And I was like, you know what? I don't care. It's time to talk about Kino Knits. Mary is a knitwear designer, and she talks a lot about her patterns. Talks about what she's been up to. Um, she runs several make-alongs. She supports several. She's pretty great. So it's definitely worth a listen. Um, yeah, I really enjoy her. I actually was just about to listen to her on the way here, and I ended up talking to someone on the way here instead, unfortunately. That's okay. It'll be there for you later. It will be, but I, yeah, her latest episode, at least as of now, came out last week sometime. I'm a little behind on my podcasts. That's okay. They're there for whenever. That's what's great about them. If you are in her newsletter, she does the 12 Days of Christmas where she gives away... Or gives discount codes to 12 of her patterns each year. She's just awesome. And her patterns are fun and really easy to understand. You guys probably remember me talking about those dumpster fires forever and ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those were hers, weren't they? Yeah. 
And I will get the picture up. I finally got the picture I wanted. So I will finally get that on Instagram now that it's nearly 2022 for my 2020 dumpster fires. <laughs> you know what? I still love it. Like, it's still a good, like, joke or laugh. Yeah, I think it's fun. And it'll be cool to give them, give them to everybody and see what everyone picks. I like mine. <laughs> I do like yours. I'm glad that you wanted a silly one because... Mine is incredibly silly. silly. (laughs) Extra silly, and I love it. Yay. Yeah, her flames are rainbow, and then the body of the dumpster is, like, different shades of pink and blue. It's It's cotton candy. Yeah, pretty much. It's a cotton candy dumpster with a rainbow fire. (laughs) It's phenomenal. Thanks. (laughs) But anyways, friends, check out Kano Nets. She's great. She has a really cool... uh, mitten pattern that I want to make my mother at some point that's got elephants on it. It's called Tembo. Yeah, I didn't even know about those until her 12 Days of Christmas, and she has, like, a bunch of different patterns. She does. So, like, when she first started, it was she was living in Africa somewhere, I believe. And so she was talking about going on safari, and safari being a trip. So it's always, like, she doesn't have as many of those anymore. She's obviously with the pandemic, and she's moved back to the U.S. and stuff. Like, not taking the same kind of trip she was but still it's kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to see how like her patterns are inspired by like her life and things yeah that's all i got all right kelsey what's what's brewing what's you working on what you casting on oh, i'm seeing yeah. a rather impressive skirt at the moment yes we'll start with what's in my hands okay because i'm just falling off the seat and pants today <laughs> I am currently working on the Alaska skirt, and that is by Alexandria Wenninger. And she's got a really cool Instagram, actually. I've been following her stuff too. Um, but I'm using my Fiber Mift Dye Works Winter Magical yarn calendar to um, create stripes in the skirt because it's. Uh, Completely brioche, minus the waistband, which is just in uh, ribbing. And actually has elastic in it, so I'm really excited. It's going to stay up and hold up well. Um, and it's going to have a bunch of stretch. And I've got like... So here's my dilemma. I was going to do all 12 days. Because I have 12 days of her colors. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to end up being too long. Okay. So I think I'm just going to end up... I think I can only fit, like, one more day on here. I need to try it on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, then I'm going to have a bunch of... A bunch more leftover of the other days. So, I don't know if it's so much a dilemma, per se, but... Just deciding what? Just, right. At first, I thought maybe I would decrease the number of rows of each one. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the even stripes. I do. And it shows off the, the variegation in it. It really does. It gives them a chance to shine. They've had some, some really cool colorways, like this purpley golden color with mm-hmm. a gray, like a winter morning or late evening of a winter sky. Then some more like yellowy green, more like spring colors. And I don't know, some autumn like browns and oranges. This roll in here is really cool with the greens and the browns of, like, trees. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of camo a little. Yeah, oh, it does. It's very earthy. <laughs> it is very earthy. Actually, all of them are very earthy, and I love that about it. Yeah. So, I'm really loving this. Nice. And um, how do you feel about the elastic and the process of, of putting that in? You know, I wish I had just... The only thing I wish I had done differently... Well, there's two things I wish I had done differently gone up a needle size on my ribbing and knit like one more row in each direction because you essentially are knitting around the elastic Mm -hmm. um, going one direction and turning around and coming back and attaching those picking those stitches up and I I was lazy and didn't do a provisional cast on that's really my bad is I didn't do the provisional cast on and I just picked up stitches I think if I'd done that differently it would have been easier but I wish I would have gone like, like I said, another inch or so, or a stitch, Down. row or so around it. Yeah. So 
so it would have a little more give. It was kind of hard attaching those. That was the hardest part. Mm. But that really, looks great. I'm really excited about having that in there, though. It's got enough give, and yeah. Nice. It's the first time I've ever put elastic into something. Well, into knitting before. So I'm going to be really excited to see how it wears. Do you Did you have to, like, sew it in, or is it just in there? Nope, it's just in there. Nice. I that think seem too hard, but no. I don't know. <laughs> well, I had to sew the elastic together, so it made a loop. That makes sense. But other than that, there wasn't any sewing, really. Okay. You just knit down, knit up, and connect together. I went with uh, one and a half inch elastic rather than, I think, I don't remember if she calls her three quarters or an inch, but essentially Ashla says, you know, if you decide to go with a different one, knit, you know, a little bit past your length of it. Yeah, I like I like the thicker. It's gonna be more comfortable and I agree. It fit better when it's bigger. I agree. So that's that's this project. Okay. Uh, since this one is right here next to me. Next, we'll talk about this. This is my koozie. <laughs> it is by the designer is I Rock Knits. It was meant to be. This is her can koozie. Basic can koozie, I believe. And Corey Eschelberger. That looks about right to me. It is supposed to fit a regular 12 ounce can. I decided to use DK weight instead of fingering weight. And the same size needles actually that I called for. But it is about twice as the diameter is about twice as big as it would be, making which makes sense. And at that point, I decided, okay, I'm just going to make it tall enough to fit a wine bottle. And the best part is there were two random skeins of yarn that I decided to pull out of nowhere, out of my stash and use for the interception. The blue, I'm using a blue in, uh, let's see, Cascade North Shore, which is an acrylic. And then the best part... (laughs) Everyone was wondering what I was going to do with that fun fur. Well, it's here. (laughs) (laughs) I have sparkly red fun fur that is part of this koozie. It's great. I love it. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to have to give it to somebody for Christmas, I know. That's so silly. That's great. And, like, you won't lose that. You'll see it. No, exactly, exactly. So many koozies look so similar. This one, nope. Nope, no. Hey, this is very identifiable. So I'm most of the way done. I actually just need to try it onto a wine bottle. I, I, you start with the what should be the top of the koozie, but it's gonna end up being the bottom of my koozie, and so now I need to figure out how to make the top how I want it to be. I might just do a bunch of decreases and bring it in a little bit taller. There you go. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea to me, as long as it fits the bottle in it at some point. I have a few downstairs if you want to check. <laughs> Might have to do then. <laughs> so that's that one. And I forgot, so this this is the person that did, this made, I felt like made waves on Instagram. All the patterns that say knit pearl, like in giant letters. She has like a, a sweater or a poncho and a hat and Oh, I think she and... also has like some taco patterns too. Is that her? Oh, they are tacos. She's got a taco hat. It's really oh, cute. Taco <laughs> I might Tuesday. have to do it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. What's next? Uh, okay, what's next? I am working on the Scrappy V tea. And I am using... I have did the 24 Days of Cheer Swap, uh, hosted by Between Knits and Pearls. Mm. And my partner is all of you, Yvonne. And... What we did is, is we traded 24 days of five to seven gram mini skeins and sent those to each other. Very fun. And I've been going through each day and opening my little mini skeins. (laughs) And they are so cute. She themed it so very well. Like, I feel completely amazed that how much creativity and thought went into her planning of this box and it's awesome and I am loving every single day of it but I decided to put them all together to make my own I won't say ugly Christmas sweater but I'll say crazy Christmas sweater I like crazy 
And so it's all shades of green, blue, and red. Or what would read as green, blue, and red. Okay. So, so far it's all striped green, blue, and red. I am half an inch away from separating the sleeves. All right. And headed on to the body. And I've combined a few minis that I've had sitting around in addition to what um, she sent me because there was a day that I just wanted to keep working on my sweater and mm-hmm. didn't have any more minis. So I was like, okay, what do I have that I could throw in here? So there's a good combination and I'm really, really loving it. So that's exciting. There's some really pretty colors in there. There are. I don't know most of them. That's okay. Which is fine. It's just going to be, like, I'm excited. I'm making it, like, a size larger than I think I was going to originally. Only because I kind of want something that's going to end up being, like, an oversized. I think I'm going to end up doing the sleeves a little more like a oversized sleeve. Make them puffy. Make them puffy sleeves. And then have, like, a nice big ribbing, like, mm-hmm. a good quarter or half of my lower arm. Just so nice to make it so, like, when you're walking around and doing things like cleaning the house and you wash your hands 50 times and yeah. then you won't get your or maybe wet. even I'll come as high as my elbow but I want like this that'd like, be cool puffy sleeve and lots of ribbing so it can just go ribbing for days <laughs> it's gonna be crazy fun so that's that one I have one more that's like in the act no I have two that are in the active rotation mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been on busy on my needles lately I'll tell you that uh, uh, the one that's not here, I'm actually doing the Winter Magical Shawl by um, Fire Nymph Dye Works. She mm-hmm. designed it to go along with her Winter Magical Minis. I am kind of fudging it, so you do it with either your 10 gram, your 24 days of 10 gram minis, or your 12 days of 20 gram minis. And I'm just using the leftovers from my Alaska skirt. And I am combining that with little bits of forced weight that I had in a bag <laughs> to create my own. Like and it's, I'm really loving it. It's a garter and I want um, garter and stock nut sections. And each day is just a little bit of a section and it's a lot of fun. So that's, I'm really excited for that one to be big and squishy. Hmm. It looks like it's going to be big and squishy. I, I think it measures about... A foot in depth right now. Okay. Excuse me, but I would like to get it a little bit longer. I know that the wingspan is going to be kind of big, which is great with me. Mm-hmm. That way I can wrap it around a little bit easier. Yeah, if it doesn't want to stay on, it's not as not as useful. Exactly. Okay, I think that's it. I think that's me. All right. Okay. So I guess I will follow Kelsey's lead and start with what's in my hands, which is the the Megan Jane by Katie Pomper. And I'm I've talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but it's the earth yarns that are just so awesome. Oh, I hadn't actually yeah. seen this one in person yet. Yeah. Oh, it's looking cool. I like it. I think it's gonna be really pretty. And Ooh. the green is just gorgeous. I love the like variation in it. What's the black? So it's it's a nice dark green and a black in it. Well, they're not very contrasty. I think they look great together. Um, it's also earth yarns, but it is just a solid one. Um, but it's the same. Yes, it's earth oh. yarns. Yeah, cool. So I like them. They're nice and soft. Thanks. I'm I'm excited. The plan is to knit two of them since you use more one color. Than the other, so I'm going to do them, like, opposite and give them to my friend and her boyfriend. Those are awesome. They're going to be great. And her favorite color is green, so. Is she getting the more green one? Yes. Nice. Yep, and then he's going to get the more black one, which he will like, I think. He's, I think he'll like it. So, yeah, so there's that guy. I have been working on Frog and Toad, and I did cut into it. And you did. start my first eyeball. Well, okay, so the eyeballs are made, but then you make, like, the eye socket to hold it. Oh, So that's gotcha. why you cut into it, and then you knit it out, 
Okay. Kind of, and then you like sew it back down. It's it makes more sense now. Yeah. You were you just I wasn't quite sure at first. Me neither. And I was like, I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens. Even <laughs> skimming over it, I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah, and I just kind of trusted it and kept going. And sometimes yeah, it's working out. Sometimes that's the best option. Yeah. Trust your pattern. I'm liking it a lot. Um, and you're gonna have to show me before I leave because. Oh, totally. It's fun. I decided that I really do want to do some sweaters and I really want to cast on my Advent yarns. So next to it, whenever there's a night where I don't feel like thinking quite as much, I am going to work on my sea glass tea. Yay! <laughs> I've said yay a lot, <laughs> but yay! Because it's a good night. This is exciting. It's and an exciting I, night. I've been just drooling over yours for a while and I think it's going to be so perfect for this. I love yours with the dark background. It's so cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, the yarn I bought is just gorgeous. I Toria House Fibers. It's the same proportions as Fiber Nymphs Linnaeus, where it's Superwash Merino Yak Sock Yarn. And hers is a kettle dyed um, onyx. And it's going to be perfect. And the first colorway, I, I think I'm going to go in order, but I also just have anything in a box. So there's a chance that I'm not going to go in order, but I'm thinking that I'm just going to knit all of my mini skeins as they come up. Cause I just, as much as I love the, the scrappy pattern, I want to show off the I, yarn for the way it is. I kind of like a that idea thinking about a lot. It. Yeah. Because then it'll still give it that kind of scrappy idea, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you're going to have that overall one-by-one color work that I'm so in love with lately. Yeah, and I can always make another one and make it scrappy. Exactly. So, I am breaking a few rules. Because I have, like, one color, and then I've got the other color, and I want to make it, like, kind of checkered on my one-by-one, I actually have an extra stitch in there instead of just fudging it somewhere. Oh, you know, I like <laughs> yeah. that idea. That makes it a little bit easier. Another thought I had is, at least right now, the back of the sweater is where my stitch marker is at the beginning of the round, and I could just do, like, three black stitches in a row, so make a black stripe down the back. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That'll be fun, too, but I think I think I'm just going to stick with the way I have it. It wouldn't be hard to go back and, and switch them, though, because I only have three or four rows in of the color work. Man, point. you're giving me some ideas now. <laughs> yeah, the, just the, the possibilities are so endless. And like, I know every time I look at it, I'm like, well, I could have done this or this or this, but I can just do another one. But I, it's, it's fun. It's so fun. I was, I, I was worried that like the back and forth would like be tiresome or something, but it's just fun. It's so fun. And the pattern does, I think does a really nice job of explaining all options. And Are yeah. you holding one strand in each hand? Yes, I am. Sweet. I do have that um, spring thing where I can try to have them both in one finger, which maybe I'll mess with at some point, but I don't know. The one, the one on each side is just kind of a nice rhythm. It really is. So now I don't have too much trouble. Like my left hand, I don't have to let go at all. My right hand, I, I have to kind of get at the right angle, but I've been doing pretty good with it. You're, you're saying yay, and I'm saying so yeah a lot tonight. <laughs> um, okay, so my other cast on is the citrus hat by Laura Treadway. And this is for Brian's family. One of the Christmases we go to, it's a very large amount of people. And at this point, everyone but like three of us are well over 18. So we have elected that everyone over 18 does a white elephant. And they are big fans of the Hawkeyes, which their colors are yellow and black. And so I had some yellow and black alpaca yarn. So I am knitting that with the citrus hat. And the citrus hat is just a, a ribbed hat. She named it the citrus hat because, like, if you look at the top, the way she has the decreases, it looks like like an orange or something it's like that. It's pretty cute. I like that yeah. one. I haven't made that one yet. Did you make it before? I don't think so. It It is... It has similarities, I think, to some things I've knitted. Okay. Or you've had it in your queue or something for a while. Probably. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm getting close to the decreases. I think I'm going to do two hats because I don't know who's going to select our present. Mm. So they can have each size and give it to someone else, like a normal adult and then a bigger adult. You should have given, you should put it in the cyclone colors and red and yellow. <laughs> well, there's only two cyclone fans there and one of them is me. <laughs> so I felt like the odds were better the other direction. <laughs> but if it's a white elephant. <laughs> it's true. 
It would. It's true. I would just be sad if no one wanted it. It's true. You, someone's gonna end up <laughs> loving that hat. It's gonna be one of the best things there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so soft. It's gonna be so soft and warm if they go to games or whatever. So, one more cast on. This actually happened yesterday. I went to the A Tangle of Yarn Ornament Exchange, which is where I made my little snowman. And so I bought this yarn from her from a local dyer, which I've been eyeing this yarn forever. Um, this brand. This is a local dyer? Um, it's in her Iowa section. Okay. So maybe not super local, but Iowa local. Right. Um, but Coma Chameleon Yarn Co. Hardy Sock. And it's called You're oh. Turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> maybe I do have one from them. Yeah. And then the pattern I'm doing is Fleet Feet Socks by Fatima Hines. And this is really putting me out of my comfort zone. So I think that this is going to be really good. Um, there is slip stitches. There is cabling, um, which I believe is just all one by one. And it's really made for a variegated yarn. So it's going to be perfect for this colorway. And it's a totally different toe. I'm sure it has a name, but basically you knit flat. And then you pick up around it and then do your increases for the toe. Oh, yeah. I, I think I've done something like that a long time yeah. ago. That's cool. It's nice to change it up and try something new. I know you were excited to do it because it had the different toe. Yeah, and I, I do want to try them. And um, this also has a afterthought heel. So I might come crying to everyone when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. I want, I want to grow and... This designer's really awesome. You guys should check her out. I know I've heard her name before. I just yeah. can't recall what patterns I would have seen. I think this is the first pattern I, I've gotten from her, but I also had to do some math because my knitting is just so much looser, I think. Um, and I, maybe I could have gone down a needle size, but I, I ended up doing some math and we'll see if that if that ends up okay or not when <laughs> when the pattern like twists up the sock. But I'm sure it'll be We can fine. always figure out the math yeah. if we need to. Yeah, it might just twist less if something funky happens but it'll be good i'm i'm really excited when i saw them i was like i need need to work on these puppies so let's see those are my three newest let's see oh gosh okay so for three episodes i've been trying to say this about this pattern so i'm gonna go back to the one i was knitting <laughs> um the megan jane hat so it's a it's like a color work hat that's supposed to be beginner friendly and i didn't notice this until i started but every row you knit three of one color and one of the other color when you're doing the color work I don't know if it's going to change in the decreases, but because I don't read ahead because I'm bad. I just think it's more of an adventure that way. And I don't want to get, you know, I just want to go. But yeah, so that's kind of kind of fun, too, because then I just know, like, once I start going, it's just three to one. But I thought that was a really neat element to this pattern that I didn't quite see. Or almost every row. There's there's exceptions near the top and the bottom, but mostly. So I thought that was cool. I'm kind of working on everything else, but those are my big highlights, I think. That's a lot of good knitting. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've been... I've, I've almost touched everything. Um, I've, I've touched my outline tank by Jesse May. It's going to take me two years to do it, but anytime I'm in Brian's car, I've been knitting on it. I've been working on my socks. Kelsey helped in the last episode because I've managed to just make those really way harder than they need to be. But they're going good. You did. You got them worked out. So yeah. in a good spot, I think. Um, I guess I am now onto the stem of my pumpkin dishcloth. But that's, that just kind of sits at work. So it doesn't doesn't get a lot of, lot of stitches. Well, I think it's but it's on, it got some love today. Yeah. You love that three into one uh Knit together, three and one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. On cotton It's yarn. not allowed on cotton. <laughs> <laughs> it's not allowed, guys. It's not allowed. It was fine, though. I survived. I think you touched your knitting more today than I did. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not since I got here, but... Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're scrolling. You're in your second project. <laughs> I am. Hey, you said I was going to go for 10 minutes. I think I went longer than 10 minutes on you that did. one. You did. Um, I guess I have knitted on three projects today because I did knit on my, oh gosh, now I'm going to call it Clementine. What is that? The citrus hat. <laughs> and then the pumpkin dishcloth and now this guy. The, gosh, the Mary, uh, Mary Jane, Jane hat. 
I wonder what the background. My memory is like a fish. It's about three seconds, (laughs) unless it's written in front of me. I wonder if there's a background on the name of your Mary Jane. There is. My sister Megan is a teacher, and she inspired this hat. And if you'd like to know more, there's plenty more in the pattern and in the Ravelry. Oh, that is way cute. I haven't looked it up yet. That is really cute. Yeah. And the the example, she knitted it in two different shades of purple. I like that a lot. I like like it a lot, a lot. Yeah. Well, before we start in FOs, should we open our next beer? I think we should. This one's got a really cool colored can. I am so excited about this. So there's a series, Kelsey can probably talk to it better, of Space Camper IPAs by this Boulevard Brewing Company, and they're out of Kansas City. So somewhat local. Yeah. They're three hours. Three hours. That's anymore. That's local enough to me that you can go make a weekend trip of it. We can drive three hours and still be in Iowa, so we need to we need to go on a weekend brewery trip. That's what we need to do. We should. Maybe we can make a retreat out of it. Yes. I like that idea. Actually, I've had this idea. Yes. We'll have to think on this. Friends, let us know who wants to come. Who wants to come to a knitting beer tour? (laughs) Let us know. Okay, but anyway. Boulevard is out of Kansas City, and Caitlin got us the wonderful Delta Ray Hazy Intergalactic IPA. They're fun. They're, I mean, this has got to be their fourth or fifth, at least. Of oh, absolutely. Line. I'm not even sure. Because the, the one they have is a white can, and that one is my favorite. It was my go-to for quite a while this summer. Um, and this donates 7% of the proceeds for the planet. They said to check out their website for more information. Which, oh yeah, so I was listening to Unraveling today. I guess I'm probably a little bit behind, but... I think you're ahead of me on that one. Their hack today was, Greg always talks about, or doesn't always, but he has a headlamp, and he like swears by it, and then... Pam has a neck light. Yeah, Pam has a neck light, and I love my neck light. I have have two. I have one in each car, but I need more. (laughs) I have knit with my headlamp before. It's smart. Yeah, I have it for biking. Okay, let's see. There's... Seven different space campers on Untapped. This, this one. is so interesting. Have you sipped it yet? No. It's like juicy, but not juicy. It finishes. It has a nice sharp finish. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's it's almost like it's got a berry taste almost. Yeah. I can't quite pinpoint what the juicy flavor is. As days get longer and weeks get warmer. A hazy intergalactic IPA bursts onto the scene to combat the implacable? I don't know. How do you say that? Uh, I don't know. You're reading off the website. I can't Uh, help you. Accompany our heroine on a Epicurean journey across the solstice. Oh, I like this. Experience the exceptional flavors and bit of aromas of some of the finest hops in the known universe, including Yukonaut, Cascade, Strata, Citra, and Citra Cryo, plus dry hopping with Strata, Sabro, Talus, Mosaic, and a great touch of orange peel. Maybe that's why I was thinking berry is probably citrus, the orange. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I like it. It's really fun. It's it's like a little little IPA party going on in my mouth. <laughs> might sound a little inappropriate, but you guys know what's going on. I mean, you are drinking IPAs, so yeah, it's a little IPA party in your mouth. Yeah. It's pretty good. I think between the two, I'd prefer the G13, but definitely still very drinkable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite between the two yet. I've, I've enjoyed both so far. This one, I, I maybe it's just because we came off the hazy IPA first. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing the body. What that would go with all the flavor. That's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. I did, I did start before you in my few sips, I think, of kind of transitioned me a little bit. Maybe we just have to start having um, ice cream mm. or chocolate in between. Oh, there we go. To make sure our palate is cleansed. Maybe yeah. Well, sometimes, okay, so that Chocolate means... wouldn't actually work, but I still like the idea of eating chocolate. <laughs> All right, we'll just get you some chocolate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Kelsey, haven't All finished right. anything. I did finish some things. <laughs> What was it that I finished? Uh, <laughs> well, you start you start talking about the muscle bro, so I yes, know that okay. that's. I finished my brother in law's muscle bro hat, so that used fiber and dye works on one of her versatile colorways that had like Bordeaux and like the Golden Harvest or whatever that mm-hmm. beautiful gold color is. 
And so that was one half of it. And the other half was some random hedgehog fiber that I still haven't been able to come up with the name of. But it's kind of like a gray with like orangish red specks to it. Okay. And little specks of black. It's beautiful. I had saved that yarn from, rather, I harvested that yarn from my failed Marled Mania sweater. So I'm glad that found a home. Learning experience. Oh, it was definitely a learning experience. (laughs) I'm so glad I did it. I learned a lot from that sweater. And mostly that it wasn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay to rip out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards of yarn. It is. Yeah. I think there was eight skeins of yarn in that by the time I was done. So... That was good. I'm glad I was able to repurpose it and use it and make something good out of it. Then I entered that into a pigskin party, and I, you know what? I'm going to have to make one for myself. <laughs> Cole tried it on. He thinks he needs one, and, well, lo and behold, he doesn't, good thing he doesn't listen to this. He is getting one for Christmas, too. Nice. But I'm going to do his with a lace weight. Like, uh, he gets warm and, like, rides his bike with the hats I make him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that if I did a lace weight with like a silk, silk blend, that might be the perfect, like, so cool. it'll be a luxury hat, <laughs> but I, I'm perfectly okay with that. But you're worth it, babe. Exactly. <laughs> he is so worth it. He is worth silk in my life. <laughs> so I'm right now, I'm just trying to hunt down the perfect silk or silk blend. I'm thinking alpaca silk because that's what's readily available locally. Okay. Um, however, there was one that intrigues me. It's silk and sea cell, which the sea cell is a synthetic fiber made of seaweed. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this is what we were talking about. So we were in our chat yeah. room, in our Patreon chat room. And we were talking. I was asking for ideas on how, what to get this like silk blend. And the idea came up about kelp yarn. And I think that might be something a little bit different. Okay. But it got me off onto this tangent of seaweed yarn, Mm -hmm. which turns out is a a fiber that you can use and make into yarn. So there's one. It's called the Sea Handmaiden, I think. Maiden or Maiden of the Sea, something like that. But it's a silk and sea cell blend. It's like a 70-30. And I can order it and it'll get here before Christmas. I don't know. We'll give it a try. I'm going to try the yarn store here first. And if I don't find what I like, I think I found some colors that I like of that. So That'll be super interesting. I'm really excited to see how that turns out. I want, like, a nice warm hat, but nice and really lightweight. So that's Alex's muscle burr hat. Okay. Then I also finished. Well, let's see. I think I mentioned that I finished the chevron hat or head, headband and the. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's it for things I've actually finished. That's okay. Yeah. You've got a lot of big projects going on. I do. Have a you lot. got a lot of progress on them. And then I still have a couple of things I wanted it for Christmas, but I'm not letting those, you know, get in my way. I've got a couple of festival hats left and a muscle burrow and a half left, so I'm not too worried. Muscle burrow and a half. <laughs> That's a muscle burrow and a half. That might have to be our uh, title today. <laughs> Put it in the description. Yay, muscle burrow and a half. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so me. What, what have I finished? Oh, yeah. Goha mitts. Yeah, you did. You even blocked them, man. I did. And Look at you. I think they were finished. No, Yeah, they were finished by the time we were recording our last short. But I bought some conditioner because they were a little scratchy. Like, they didn't really bother me. But I'm giving them to my friend. And I so I wanted them to be, like, extra, extra soft. And I think... It was perfect yarn to do the like color work on, but I want them to be soft. So I soaked them in that and... Can you feel a difference? I, I don't know yet. They're dry. <laughs> They're sitting 
they're sitting dry on my on your blocking on mat. My chair, so? yeah, on my blocking mat. Um, I felt like I could feel a difference when I was kind of swooshing them around in the water, though. So we'll see. Yeah. I think either way they'll be great, but I think it's good to good to use something on it. So you had a little bit of tension issues with those. One was a little different size than the other. Did you block them out a little bit so that they were more even? So I thought about it and I was really conflicted because I was like, well, then it won't be as stretchy. And like I put them on before they were wet and it, the difference didn't bother me. <laughs> but it's true. And it's really interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because my socks, they're by Hay Brownberry. Before and after socks. So I always call them now and oh, then or something. Oh, yeah. You like to call yeah. them the now and then socks before and after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one, my second sock was tighter, and now my second mitt was looser. So who knows? Who knows? Well, and so that's different, though, because okay. your your socks were not color work, right? That's true. And your mitts were color work. Okay. So, at least in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you're trying to get tighter with your gauge of your socks. Right? So your second one was tighter or your second one was looser? Second one was tighter. Yeah. So you're trying to get a tighter gauge with your socks with a single strand. But then you were trying to get a slightly looser gauge on your mitts with two strands. Does that make any sense? Just because of the nature of, of right. color mm-hmm. Sure. Because we tend to knit tighter with two strands. And so you kind of work on relaxing that gauge or that tension. Whereas we try to knit tightly with our socks. Makes sense. Yeah, because we want your socks to be elastic. Correct. Stretchy. But I'm, I'm very happy with them. Good. Um, they turned out, they're really pretty. I like them a lot. I kind of want to keep them. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have my amazing mitts from your, your spun yarn, so. And you know what? You can always make more. I might, now that I kind of got it. It just took me a while. Took me an, an entire mitt to get the flow of it, and then, then it was good. Cause the second one just fell off the needles. Um, I think that's all I have for FOs, though. Um, nice. Stash enhancements. I got nothing. Nothing. That's okay. I don't even have any yarn adjacent anything. <laughs> but you're working on your Advent yarn, so. Oh, that's true. I will say there's that. I've been getting a little... I've been getting two little mini skeins every day. Pretty awesome. I do, which was the chameleon yarn that I kind of talked about earlier. So it's like a variegated-ish, but it's mostly purple uh, with some speckles. It's pretty awesome. Those are going to be cute. Um, yeah, so that's where, where I'm at in my stash. Nice. Kelsey got in hangovers. Oh, I think at some point I dropped a stitch off a needle and had the ladder back up. But other than that, not really. It's like not even a coffee requirement on that one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, a, mm, I have to open my eyes? Okay. <laughs> yep, no, my hangover level is, uh, I'm just a little tired this morning. All right, I like that. How about you, Yeti Hangovers, this week? Not really. I had to do some math for the Fleet Pete socks, but that wasn't really That's a problem. Really right. I just had to use my brain a little, which is good. It's not really even a hangover. That's uh, mm-hmm. using your brain. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you like numbers. I do. I wrote all over the page. I, I thought about, like, posting the picture, but it's on the pattern, so <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. You could kind of blur the pattern and be like, this Maybe. is all pattern. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not oh, interested in sorry. burning any bridges. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. But I promise that any decent amount of white space on my page is... Covered in notes. Yep. Covered in numbers. So, yeah, I guess that brings us to our topic. Weaving and ends. Yeah. Look at this. This is going to be really fun. I'm going to have all kinds of ends to weave in. So many. So that kind of leads us to the first question of this topic. Do you even as you go? I was thinking about this. Um, no. No, I don't. 
usually not at least. I was wondering why I don't. And I think it stems from the fact that I've been knitting a lot more things that I'm a little more apprehensive of being, like, final on. Okay. So that, like, I know I have woven in ends as I've gone in the past, and then been like, ugh, I have to rip out back to here at this point. Or I've now tried it on, and I really don't like this. And so now I'm going, okay... Where are those ends that I know are there? Yeah, you have to fish them out. Right. And I suppose that's a little more, be a little bit easier with just frogging it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still an extra thing. And then you right. may have cut the yarn when you could have had a little more tail and a little more flexibility later. Exactly. So I tend to not leave in by ends as I go anymore. But if it was something like a hat or socks, and I just happen to have a needle by, I'll weave those in early. Oh, gotcha. So as long, once you're, like, far like enough if, along, you'll... Right. If I know it's something that I'm not going to go back and change, I'll go in and weave those in. Instead of waiting till the end. Usually, given the... It depends on the project. depends on my where I'm at physically, too. But, yeah. Interesting. I'm, like, the opposite, which I now kind of wonder why. Um... <laughs> so you're saying that you tend to weave in your ends as you go. But, like, I do, like, if I'm doing color work in the middle. But every project I start, like, my cast-on end, I don't weave that in until I'm done. That's, inter- that's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of, like, counter... Counterintuitive a little bit? Yeah. Like, you've woven in all your ends in the in-between, but not the beginning one? Yeah, which is... Kind of an easy one. <laughs> that's kind of and then it just hangs there the whole time. <laughs> that's kind of funny because if I do end up weaving anything in, typically it's gonna be the cast on end. Yeah, because you you know you're good with that part. Oh, especially on hats. So on hats, I like to um, on hats, I like to kind of weave it in as I knit up the ribbing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. So I'll kind of bend it back and forth a little bit, especially if it's in like one by one and I'll kind of be hidden by the rib. And that's kind of how I end up sewing it in on ribbing. I go back and forth and if it's like a little weaker where if I was doing magic loop, I'll use it to kind of enforce it. Right. I've done that before. But I still do it later, which is kind of funny because I can see where it would be anyways. But nope. On our third project, <laughs> I didn't even talk about like this. a socky situation. Yeah, it is. I didn't. Even, I forgot to talk about this one. I realized that now. And that's um, your heritage yarn, right? My or no um, Woodshire. Uh, why am I blanking? Yorkshire spinners. Because I put that's heritage in your brain. It's the Hollyberry um, Yorkshire spinners four ply sock, I which I did check. I have that yarn. I thought you did. <laughs> I was pretty sure you did. I love it. It's so cute. It is. It's striping up in like two different colors of green and two different colors of red. And in between are wonderful little like speckled green and white that are kind of making like V shapes. Yeah, it's very, it's a very like classy, very like Christmassy. Right. And I would say like a casual, like a classic and classy. Yes. I think this would be really cute with a black suit and, I don't know, a red tie or something. Heck yes. But these are going to my mother. Maybe a light-up suit jacket? Oh, there we go. I like that idea. <laughs> so, weaving it in. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, okay. So then we were talking about weaving in the starting, or your, you know, your cast-on one. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about kind of going back and forth through the knitting Mm-hmm. As you go up, as you advance each row. I also, if I don't do it like that, then I will duplicate stitch on the back. Okay. Or I'll kind of, if it's one by I one. combo. <laughs> if it's one by one ribbing, then I kind of will go behind the rib and go through two stitches and then reverse the direction rather than a true duplicate stitch. Mm-hmm. Kind of just hides it pretty well. I'll go for about an inch or so. Nice. I, I kind of do, yeah, I do duplicate stitch, but then I also go up the row. So, like, I follow it back and forth, and I go as far and far back and forth in a ribbing as I feel like. Okay. It's a range, but then I also go up the rib to kind of support it 
I kind of do that too sometimes. And then sometimes I'll kind of like wrap around like one leg of the rib. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I know that way it's not necessarily going to pull really too much on any one stitch. Although that do realize that'll pull on one side of the stitch. Sorry, I'm making noise. I need to straighten my legs out. So if you ever do weave in your ends as you're going, do you do like a weave in Steven? Do you like knit it with your stitches? Like almost like you're knitting two at a time. So like if you're, if you're asking like as you're going and you're adding in another like end or I guess either way. So if you're preparing for another one and you decide that you want to weave it in as you're going, what are you doing on your way to starting that yarn or weaving in an end that you finished? I do the same, so I guess it might be different for you. Well, like I take I treat them the same. Lately, I've been kind of lazy and going in and just honestly dropping one stitch and picking up to the other and then going back and duplicate stitching and back both directions. So finishing out the stitch both ways, rather. But I've also been holding two strands together for a few stitches and then going and duplicating, duplicate stitching later in the ends. Yeah, if I do weave as I go, I always end up going back and still using my tapestry needle a little bit. So, okay, I, I've briefly glanced at the Weave and Steven method, mm-hmm. but I haven't really read into it. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit more? Okay. So what he does as he goes is he just like does like a spiral around it. So if you're straight knitting, you're going to go forward in front of that strand and then knit and then wrap it around again. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're kind of kind of like a trapping a float in a way. Mm-hmm. And it and looking from the inside it looks kind of like a spiral. Gotcha. But gotcha. the way that I do it, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I might have to try that. And I have tried it, and I feel like it's a little bit bulkier Okay. than what I do, but it works, um, and it's easier to keep track of. Um, so what I do is I have, like, that extra yarn behind my yarn that I'm working on, and I will put it down, knit my stitch, and then bring it up, knit my stitch. Down, up, Okay, down, up, so down, you're kind of trapping it with your yarn. Yeah, but it doesn't make a spiral around it. It's just... So the difference yeah. with his versus the way you're doing it is that he's putting a twist around it, mm-hmm. which would make sense that it makes it a little bit bulkier. I, I could see that. But it might be more secure, too. I don't... Right, it might be. I know it's very, very popular, and I've watched some of his videos on it, because... Once I start watching his videos, I just can't stop because he's so funny. (laughs) I do like his videos. He's good at him. He is. I'm going to have to try both of those. I think I just almost always go to duplicate duplicate stitching. And I I think I need to try, like, knitting them together. I think that that... Well, and so... Especially, like, on a Marl project or something. Oh, absolutely. That's pretty secure. And it'll depend on what I'm doing. Like... Is it going to be on the front of a sweater? I'm probably not going to do it that way. Oh, um, yeah. If it's going to be in the middle of a bulky shawl, or I guess like the worsted weight shawl I'm doing that's in garter stitch, yeah, I'm going to hold those together for two or three stitches, and then I'll do pocket stitch in the ends. Okay. Just for that extra. So we're talking kind of about joints. There would have been other options as far as like spit splicing and Russian joints. Oh, yes. And- if I can split slice, I do that. I have even tried with Shupa Wash yarn just to try. And you've gotten into work with some. It has. Right. <laughs> That's the best. Because then it's just, it's just yarn. <laughs> so when you spit splice, do you like, do you have a particular method that you like? I didn't know there were multiple. Well, I just literally some people spit like it actually my palms. Okay, you use your palms. Some yeah. people do it on like jeans or something like that. That might make it more even, because like there's bumps in my palm. Like not like not, not my like lifelines, but like the shape of a palm. Like is right, not it's flat. not a flat surface, <laughs> correct? Like the top of your thigh might yeah. be a little more flat, right? Yeah, so that makes sense. How about you with split slicing? I haven't really tried it um that's one of those few things i i've done it a few times but i just haven't added it to my repertoire i did that for my entire first sweater that's all i did 
It worked I, out well yeah. for your first letter. But there's so many. The Russian knots look fascinating. I think, isn't that what the sea glass recommends? Um, no. It's a, not a Russian knot. It, it's, a, it's a magic knot. Magic knot, that's right. And I did do that in my sea glass tea. Because it's been a while. I, I will use magic knot on a lot of things, actually. Okay. Um, I tend to do it in socks sometimes. At least if it's not going to be on the bottom of the foot. Otherwise, I'll do something else. Um, do you end up using Fray Check on your socks then? or No, I've never had an issue with those. Cool. Right. But I am going to use Fray Check on this sweater, on the sea glass. Mm-hmm. I just need to decide what I'm going to do for the neckline. I just need to get around to doing it. And then I finally have the Fray Check. I put off all summer buying the Fray Check to fix it and finish it. Maybe I can finish my sea glass before Kaylin does. You probably will. <laughs> Back in dream. It, I don't know. It'll, it might, it's still in time out. Finish it the way you want it. It's worth it. Huh? Oh, one other thing to touch on as far as weaving in ends kind of came up in conversation in the chat room the other day was how to weave in ends in color work. Mm-hmm. So with color work, I tend to try to do good stitch first. And then if I can't make my way to some duplicate stitch space where the color matches where the color matches well not even that the color matches i can do my duplicate stitch very well that i can't see it oh nice and if i can't get it to a spot where i can duplicate stitch i'll kind of weave through the floats okay i've done that it's and i'll always try to get at least one or two duplicate stitches first and then i'll kind of weave through if that's what i have left okay yeah, so you don't... And that way I get a little extra yarn hidden in there, just in case you need it someday. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's good planning. Because I'll do... In that case, I'll do probably a couple inches. Nice. I think that's what I've got on weaving and ends. You got a lot. I like it. And I'm sure there's a lot more that we can talk about, and we probably will bring it up again. But there's a starting point to get everyone thinking about it, and... Maybe Absolutely. message us, and if you have a favorite, let us know, and we can let more people know about it. Definitely. If you have a suggestion, or if I'm not doing it right, and you have some insight on how I can do it better, yeah. happy we're, we're to hear that. Well, Kelsey, do you have anything for IRL? I do. So, we were in Minnesota last week. For I had to travel for work. We did get to have a little bit of fun, though. Mm. We hit up a couple different breweries. Cole, of course, was on his bike, and he was able to get to a few more that we like. There are a couple that we, anymore, if we go up to the cities, we stop there every time. We went to one of my favorites is Dangerous Man. They tend to uh, have milkshake IPAs and sour beers and dark, dark different beers, whether it's porters or stouts. They do all those styles really well. And it's always busy. It's a little on the busy side, but fortunately for the most part, people were at least keeping to themselves if they couldn't completely social distance. Okay. But they have... What's nice about their brewery (laughs) is that they have to-go beer room. It's not a tap room. They've got the tap room and then they've got their growler room. Gotcha. And so you can go drink in the tap room and then go around the corner outside to the Growler store that has all their merchandise and stuff. So I got a new hat. I love it. We had some of their milkshake IPAs. I don't remember what else, but I've checked them in on Untapped. And then it's like we went to another brewery. Oh, I forgot. We stopped at Alluvial on our way home. Alluvial is uh, just north of Ames. Um, and I rejoined their fan club for the year, which includes bottle releases every quarter. Fun. And all their different barrel-aged porters. We happened upon a brewery called Town Hall Brewery, which we weren't planning to go there. And we went out for Thai for lunch one day, and right across the street was this Town Hall Brewery. And they had some really decent beers. They had a pale ale called Grinch's Grog. That was really tasty. And like the perfect amount of spiciness in an IPA. Fun. It was really good. 
yeah, so we ended up hitting up a couple different breweries. I didn't go to as many as Cole did. Yeah, I think that's my short in real life today. I think I probably could have had more to say, but it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I actually have anything for IRL. I don't know. don't have any, any crazy stuff this time. That's all good. Sometimes life is just life. Yeah. I guess my IRL is uh, try some new beers or new drinks or try something new that you like. How about that? I like that idea. Try something new that you like. Can I say one thing too? (laughs) No. Uh, Please. (laughs) So a lot of people are starting to stress out right now Mm. with all the holidays and all that. To go along with Caitlin's (laughs) do something you like. Do something for you. Take your time to do something you enjoy. It'll be worth it. Yes, it's a hard time, guys. It's a good time, but it's also, there's a lot going on. Last stress. Find the good things. Okay. I like it, Kelsey. Find the good things. On the note of finding the good things, you should also... Knit, knit all the things! All the things. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Even in real life, we can't do it and sing. <laughs> but I think that's part of our term. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Tabbed as Gravel Knits. Our website is gravelnits.com. You can email us at gravelnits at gmail.com. You can find me, Kelsey, on Ravelry and Instagram as Bikes Brews Use and on Tapped as Kelsey J. You can find me, Caitlin, on Ravelry and Instagram as Caitlin and Lloyd. Uh, please message us and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And we'd love to hear what you think about the show. If you like the podcast, uh, please share it with a friend. Love to meet them. Absolutely. Gravel Knits believes everyone deserves to be included and loved, regardless of who you love, beliefs, color, size, your gender, or whatever else makes you you. Please keep in mind that we are human, and while we are trying to educate ourselves, there's always more to learn, and any critiques are deeply appreciated.